Swing! Yeah! Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Five o'clock hour here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We are live from the Auction Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. And of course, the Cardinals' humiliating loss yesterday at Seattle, 19 to 9, the final score. An offensive showing against the worst defense in the league, and the Cardinals scored three points against that awful defense. The other touchdown they got was a special teams touchdown on a fumbled punt in the end zone. It was bad. It was really, really bad. Like, low point of the Cliff Kingsbury era feeling kind of bad to it. And in the middle of it all, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the middle of it to it all, but was another Kyler Murray game, and as you pointed out, and we've been talking about this throughout the course of the day, it has been a while, it continues to be a while since Kyler Murray has had that game. Signature game. That special signature, wow, look at what this kid can do kind of game. He's had moments, right? He had moments against the Raiders. He had moments against the Panthers. He's had moments. But not a complete game. Not Not four quarters. Look at this. This guy's unbelievable. He's great. And, you know, there was a lot of people I was skeptical on. The contract extension for him. Forget about the time in Kingsbury and just... The contract for Kyler, it, was, it wasn't a no-brainer decision. It really wasn't. It was, yeah, like we were going to bet on him. They were going to bet on him. But like the homework clause in the contract, I mean, everything was like, okay, like they weren't, it was almost like they weren't sure what they had. The homework clause, the you have to be here for OTAs clause, right? We're going to give you extra money to make sure you're here so we can see you and so we can, you know, we can work with you during the offseason and you're not just hanging out in Dallas. Oh, no, I I, make no mistake. I I, I mean, we covered it all summer long, the the saga all summer long with Kyler and the Cardinals. It, It felt very much like the Cardinals didn't really have much of a choice. Like, like it's just a okay, we think he's the guy. We don't know for sure he's the guy. We'd love to go another year and see if he's the guy, but it just doesn't seem like we're going to get that option here because of where he's at in his career and his agent and the pressure and everything. So let's pay him and let's bet that we're getting this right with him. And and now, you know, six games into the season, it's far too early to conclude that they got it wrong with him, but certainly you can see where the concerns have been. He has not been the same guy so far this no, year. He's because, regressed. Because of the contract, this isn't Madison Bumgarner. This isn't Russ Ortiz. This isn't a contract you could just say, ah, you know what? It didn't work out. We made a mistake. We're going to walk away from it. If the square peg doesn't fit in a round hole with this one, you got to keep trying. You got to keep trying to force it in. And, you know, eventually you got to keep trying to force the square 100%, peg in a round hole. You got to try. 100%. 100%. You know, just, hey, I'm trying to put the square peg in a round hole. It doesn't work. I'm going to walk away. No, you can't walk away. No, you can't. Like, he's your quarterback. Like you got to, you got to, you'll have to try everything to get this to work. Firing the coach, firing the coordinator, bringing in a new coach, bringing in a new coordinator, having, uh, having somebody work with them. Like go hire Kurt Warner to work with them. Like you're going to have to try everything because you're, you're married. You're married now. Where I did that whole thing with Eric Burkhardt. I had a lot of conversations with Eric Burkhardt leading up to that, uh, you know, that, uh, that decision to sign him. And you know that because, you know, you were there uh, on some of them. 
it's married. Like they wanted to be married. Like, okay, you're married now. Like, and it's like, you're not getting divorced. Not now. Not now. You might get divorced in three years, four years. You can't get divorced anytime soon. You're stuck with each other. Yeah. Way more than you're stuck with Cliff. Right. Way more than you're stuck with Steve. I mean, yes. those two guys, I, I don't know if either one of them are going to be here three months from now. Tyler, he's going to be here three months Tyler's from now. Here. You'll have to get a marriage counselor. You'll have to do whatever you have to do. Like, but they married. So it'd be like, you can't just, you can't be like, hey, you know what? This isn't really working out. Let's part ways. No, that doesn't work. That's not going to work on this one. You're stuck with Kyler. There's a lot invested in him. So do you change the voice? Do you bring in a new voice? Do you let somebody else call the play? If I'm Cliff and I don't get this thing going by Thursday, I'm cha- I'm going to have somebody else do it. Like, hey, listen, I'm still the head coach, but call the plays because I got I got to I got to walk away from this thing for a little bit because what I'm doing is not working. All right, maybe Cliff could just watch and see. I don't know, but like, like I said, like you, you're gonna have to figure this out with Kyler. Kyler's gonna be the Cardinals' quarterback next year in 2023. You know what? He's gonna be the Cardinals' quarterback the year after that in 2024, and he's probably gonna be the quarterback, the quarterback the next year in 2025. You're not getting away from him very easily. You're not. No, you're not. Now, Cliff, when he was on with Wolf and Luke today, and I've played this soundbite a few times today, but I'll play it again for our new audience here in the five o'clock hour. Was asked point blank on the Wolf and Luke show if he would ever consider giving up play calling and he this the surest sign you can get of the desperation that is set in now with his organization cliff without missing a beat it's like oh yeah i'd give it up definitely yeah whatever it takes to win um whatever it takes to score points um that's you know anything goes in this league and 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 so we'll we'll examine all avenues obviously on a short week that'd be tough to to go by but we'll see how things go and um whatever it takes to to make us you know get better Um, I'm all for it. I mean, look, not the dead answer. What are you going to say? Well, no, I, I, what I was going to say, I'm glad to hear him say that. What was he going to be, defiant? No, I'm the play caller. I'm not going to give it up. What, no, what was but, his choice? But, but at least he didn't have a choice, but you got to you got to embrace it. You, you got to you got to acknowledge, hey, I might be just as much of the problem as the kid is. We got to do something different. And we, it's probably too quick to turn it around for do it for Thursday's game. But we've got to do something. I mean, no, I didn't. He's just I know in the past he's been very you talk about married. He's been very married to being a play caller like that's You know how some offensive coaches, that's their identity, right? They call the plays. That's the pedestal they're on. That's what they do. And I'm glad to hear Cliff didn't let his ego get in the way of what is clearly a problem that needs a different voice. Right? I mean, and, and he I, that has been, that self-awareness, I'll give Cliff credit for this, that self-awareness has never been a problem for Cliff. Remember what he used to joke about after week one of his debut? He's like, oh, oh man, yeah, I thought I was going to get fired. I was going to get fired at halftime, right? He's always been very self-aware of himself. And I'm glad he didn't fall into that trap of ego coach. Oh, no, no, we'll figure it out. We're just going to get down to work. He was very quick to admit that a change might need to be made. And I'm glad to hear him say that. He never, puts, he never blames Kyler. And it could be Kyler's fault. Cliff, I mean, it's very possible that Cliff's calling, you know, the, 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 like the designs yes. and the schemes and everything are good. And Kyler just can't say it. Yep. They can't say it. That it's all moving it. too fast and he can't see it's it. Like he's missing des- guys. You ever have a designer come to your house and say, like, well, yeah, we could do this, 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 and this? I'm like, I, I, I can't picture that. <laughs> I can't picture. Like, I know you could look at a – people can look at a room and be like, I can do this, 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 and this. I'm like, I, get, I have to see it to believe it. Yeah. Like, I can't – like, my mind doesn't work where I can – you could come in and tell me all of these – I'd have like, you'd have to show it to me. And sure. I can say, oh, I like that. Kind of like they do on those HGTV shows, right, where they do, like, the computer-generated graphic yeah. of what your house yeah. is going to look like. Right. 
after we knock down this wall, right. and we're going to put some kitchen cabinets here, and we're going to move the refrigerator Maybe over there. Cliff's the Show designer, it to me, right? Maybe yeah. Cliff's the designer that could do all of that. But the person he's talking to is like, I can't see that. Yeah, I look, can't see it. Cliff, I can't see what you're what you're telling me. At this point, Cliff is in full on survival mode, and he knows it. And he knows it. And so if Spencer Whipple calling the plays is what fixes this, fine. Call the plays, Spencer Whipple, as long as I still get to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Because that clock, extension or no, is ticking rapidly on Cliff. And he knows it. Six games, three points in the first quarter. I know. Yeah. Six games. No, no, no. no, no. To me, what happened yesterday has replaced the first quarter thing. Like if we if we were sitting and say, what's the most embarrassing thing about the Cardinals offense so this yeah. the year so far? And you would say, Man, they've scored three points in the first quarter, six games in. I would say, No, 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 no. I got one worse. Against the worst defense in the NFL, they scored three points on offense. Remember the commercial remember the commercial in, in, with Charles Barkley in it where the kids are playing and, and they pick Barkley as the first pick? Yes. It'd be like Charles Barkley playing in that game and not doing very well. <laughs> That's what the Cardinals did yesterday. Would, yeah. That would be like Barkley playing against all those yeah, you know, I, five foot I, kids I, and not doing very I well. I picked you first, Barkley. Post that little dude up every time, and he keeps You'll just turning he, the ball and over. And he keeps trying to turn the ball over. He's missing he's shots, driving the lane with finger rolls, dude. Offensive fouls. Post up the kid, Barkley. Right. You literally are twice yeah. as big as him. He can score right over. That's him. What, what are you doing? That's what's failing to score an offensive touchdown against Seattle would be like Barkley failing to score on those kids that he got picked the, to play the with. New low point. We're going prime time this week as we're giving you the chance to win tickets to both the Suns' home opener on Wednesday and then Cardinals on. Thursday night football. Text the word prime time to 62620. Listen for your name all day. Plus one lucky winner each day will win their choice of a Devin Booker jersey or a DeAndre Hopkins jersey. Text the word prime time to 620-620. We know Kyler Murray isn't blameless. We know he's certainly not alone. We know Cliff is playing a role in this as well. The Cardinals' identity, the lack of identity, is that the true problem? We'll talk about it next. Burns and Gambo. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Three points against a defense that was given up 31 points per game that was last in the league in yards per game allowed, last in the league in rushing yards per game. What are you trying to say? Allowed. I'm trying to say that everything about yesterday should have been a get-right game for the Cardinals, and instead they got wrong. Everything about yesterday's game should have been a game where offensively they were able to do some things they wanted to do, and instead it was a get-right game for Seattle's defense. Instead it was their maligned defense that, that looked at the Cardinals' offense and said, okay, we can find ourselves against them. We can establish something against them because they're just as lost as we are. Yeah. You know, we're just lost on the defensive end. They're lost on the offensive end. I know you've started kind of deep diving into this stuff. The Cardinals are very lost offensively because they have absolutely no identity right now at this no point. No identity. Listen, I mean, I think it's pretty simple. Do you see any flow or rhythm to the offense? No. No. Do you see them making any consistent plays in the running or passing game? No. Consistently. Consistently? No. 
No. Is there any staple like what they do? Like, hey, this is what the Cardinals are great at. They're gonna. This is what they do week in and week out, and you got to try to stop this. No. There's no staple of what they are and what they do. Just a bunch of ideas in an offense. I mean, is there anything that you think makes them dynamic? And you can't say Kyler because he's not. He, he no. hasn't been dynamic outside of a couple of plays against the Raiders. No. I mean, you see the same stuff over and over again. I mean, how did Zach Ertz get targeted zero times in the first half and then ten times in the second half? He's a nice, complimentary player. I like him. But he can't be a focal point of an offense in the second half. He's not a, he's not a big playmaker. He's not dynamic enough to do that. So I think that that's an issue that they designed so many plays for Zach Ertz. And he's not an explosive guy. Not going down the field at all. Uh, it's it's a boring offense. Would you agree? It's very boring. Yep. I mean, you see this, like these same concepts of what they do over and over and over again. And then you've got a quarterback that clearly, clearly, clearly cannot go through the progressions the way other quarterbacks do. Which is why, listen, I I think it's more Kyler than Cliff. I think there's blame to go around. But I, I it could be you know that Cliff isn't designing the progressions close enough to Kyler. Like, but Kyler's ability to go, I'm going to go from the left side of the field to the right. One, not open. Two, not open. Three, open. I'm going to hit it. Or one, two. I kind of like two. Let me take a quick look at three and four. I'm going to go back to two. I don't think that he's able to go through those progressions like a lot of quarterbacks do for whatever reason. Okay, whether it's size or just not not enough experience or just doesn't get it. I don't know, but we're seeing an offense that is just a very very basic offense. It's yeah. a blah offense. There's nothing to it. No, it, it it's very bland and it, it is very blah. And I, where the line? Look, it, that's the question, right? Is this a Cliff thing or is this a Kyler thing? And obviously, the answer is both. It's but a, what's it more it, of? But what's it more of? And and that that would require. I, I mean, look, I I'd like to sit here and say I watch every single stitch of tape on the Cardinals, and I look at all the all twenty two film, and I see every single inch of it. I know exactly who's open and who's not. I don't. I think most of it's on Kyler slightly. Most of it is on, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. 51, 49, 52, 48. Because I think at this point, Cliff would recognize, okay, my franchise quarterback is not grasping this the way I need him to, so I need to I find something else yeah. for him to grasp. 100%. 100%. I, the, I'm going to run all these plays. I have all these plays. He's not fine. There's open guys. He's not finding them. What do I got to do? I got to change what I'm doing because he doesn't have the ability to to, to go through the progressions, I got to make it more. And again, I think it's a simple, basic offense, but there's nothing dynamic in it. And they're going to have to add something dynamic in it. And they also have to make it easier on Kyler to be able to make this because you, this isn't going to work for Kyler and Cliff. I mean, they're both going to be in a whole lot of trouble. And this team's got a lot of football, we'll lose a lot of football games if they don't figure this out. Yeah, soon. And of course, there will be people who will say, and I can hear them in my head right now. Yeah, but think back to the beginning of last year. They were a very sustainable offense. They were moving the ball. They were scoring points. They had over 400 yards of offense in their first four games. 
games. They scored over 30 points in like five of their first six or six of their first seven. I, yeah, I, I get all of that. I understand. But somewhere along the line, whether it was the DeAndre Hopkins injury or the Max Williams injury or Kyler Murray getting hurt and having to miss games, somewhere along the line, something derailed the Cardinals offense and they have never been able to get it back. This Cardinals offense has not been even close to the same productivity level as they were the first five, six weeks of last season. That was a year ago. That was literally a year ago since this offense has been functioning on a high level where you thought, okay, man, this is it. Boom. Kyler Murray. Oh, think about think about how much money you're going to have to pay Kyler Murray in the offseason. God, he's worth every penny of it. That's great. That was a year ago when we were having those conversations, Gambo. And and since then, and that's why I'm I'm I'll tell you it's Kyler. But I'll make it as close to 50-50 as I can because I think Cliff has had basically a year to figure out how to make this work with the changes. I don't know if he can. Yeah. I don't and know it if, might be because of the quarterback, though. And that's to the point. Like, is he, can he not do it because it's him? Or can he not do it because of the quarterback? Look, most offenses have a lot of the same concepts that Cliff has, okay? So, like, a lot of the offenses in the league have that. But you always try to add to those and, and, and to make things more dynamic, you know, with more options and more ways for your quarterback to progress. And that's what's not happening. But to sit there and say that this offense, there's a lot of the offense in the league that have a lot of the same good concepts. They do. But you got to build on those concepts. you got to make try to make dynamic stuff off of those. Those concepts and the Cardinals, that's probably where they haven't done it. We have this good concept. We're going to work that. Okay. What else can you do with that same concept? What else can you do with that? Here you go. Be Bob Ross. You've got this great little house. Put a happy tree somewhere. You know, put a lake in the background. Like you have everybody in the NFL has very similar game concepts to what the Cardinals do. But a lot of those teams make, you know, make their offenses very dynamic based off of what they do with those concepts. And the Cardinals aren't doing that right now. No, they're not. We're not seeing it. No, we're not seeing it. And, you know, again, with all the changes that have gone down just in the last 12 hours, okay? And again, for those of you just tuning in, Cardinals traded a 2024 sixth, a 2025 seventh for Robbie Anderson from the Carolina Panthers, in part because they found out they've lost Hollywood Brown. Initially, they thought Hollywood Brown might be out for the season. Now you're reporting they're thinking about six weeks, which has him back after the bye, the first or second week of December. So it's still going to be a while until he comes back. Robbie Anderson's in. Justin Pugh's out. His season is done, which means from an offense. Offensive line standpoint, if you believe that Rodney Hudson's going to be in and out of the lineup all season long, as I do, I think this pressure that Kyler Murray is facing is going to be a real consistent thing now because he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have his left guard and he may or may not have his center on a week to week basis. Right. So there's that you've got to deal with. Um, no Hollywood Brown. DeAndre Hopkins, you're going to have to slowly work him in. It's a short week. Robbie Anderson, how much of the offense is he going to be able to pick up? Cliff made it sound like it was going to be minimal this week, how much he'd be able to play on. Thursday. Everything has changed and none of it feels like it's for the best. Like they're getting hot back. That's great. But that alone can't be everything that fixes this offense like that. There's so much more work that needs to be done. No, but if they're improvising on everything, I mean, how much you really learn? Hey, Rob, you just go out to <laughs> yeah, a 10 yard button hook. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, it, it no, does, you know no, what? That's no. a good word. It does feel very improvised, doesn't it? Yeah. All of it. A lot of it. Most of it mm-hmm. feels very like like okay like we have a we have a show sheet 
We have a plan. This is our plan today, right? Yes. Every segment mapped out, all yeah. 16 of them. Here they are. This isn't like we we riff off of this, right? We improvise off of this. Something else happens, we go there, right? We improvise. We improvise. A lot. The Cardinals offense is improvising way too much. It looks like they're improvising way too much. Like they just, uh, it's got this kind of, all right, let's just go out there and, you know. Wing it. What was the word that Orlovsky used a week ago? Recess. It's got a very recess-like feel to it. Swing it. Just wing it, see what happens. I'm going to look for my first option. If it's not there, I have no idea where I'm going with the yep. ball. I'm just going to try to run around and see if I can find something. Like I said, I mean, I, I don't, my, my honest opinion, listen, how many plays have I showed you so far this year where Kyler's got wide open guys and he's not seeing them? Quite a bit. Quite, quite a, a bit. Quite a few, I, yeah. I, again, that's why I think it's, you know, to me, I think it's more 60-40 on Kyler than it is Cliff. Texas, your thoughts right now on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, there's one member of the Arizona of Cardinals that I think a lot of us would like to hear from right now. Who is it? We'll tell you next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. One thing is really clear after yesterday's embarrassing loss to the Seattle Seahawks and so far a season in which the Cardinals have played 366 minutes of football and they've had the lead for about 15 of those minutes. It's been that bad. There have been many disasters for this team over the last 11 months or so. Rank them however you want. This one is high on the list. It was just a disaster yesterday. Fan base is angry. I, I had people tweeting me after Asking for the limo. I'm not even in charge of the limo. The limo's your department, right? Yeah. And they're calling for it for Steve Kime, and they're falling for it for Cliff Kingsbury, some for Kyla Murray. And in the midst of all of this now, the one that I think a lot of us would like to hear from is the owner of the team, sure. Michael Bidwell. Yeah. You are the one who invested all of that money. In your GM, in your coach, in your quarterback, in the team, and you're not getting the results that you have. Now, you know, do you preach patience if you're Michael and feel like, you know, Hopkins coming back is going to be a key thing? Or are you up, are you beyond frustrated? Do you look at Eric Burkhardt and be like, man, how did that guy get like that? If I'm Eric Burkhardt right now, I'm the, I'm the smartest guy in the room. Man. I got a contract extension for Kyler. I got a contract extension for Cliff. Like I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Um, but I do think that, you know, Michael has in the past, he's been very patient. He's stuck with his guys. You know, he's not, he doesn't make rash decisions nope. on, on, on things. He's, you know, he's probably very frustrated and very angry, but he gave those guys extensions based on a playoff team last year, a team that won 11 football games. And, and even though it ended badly with the way they played in the second half of the season, they won 11 games. They went to the playoffs. There was a sign of progress, and he probably felt like, OK, I want to keep this thing going. The fact that they've regressed this year, especially the quarterback, that's got to be really tough in a year where you spent all that money. Really tough in a year where you spent that money on those extensions and you gave in. Look, there's no doubt that Michael had doubts about Kyler. No doubt that Michael had doubts about Kyler. I don't know if that's a run-on sentence or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if you could use doubt there's in this no doubt. No, there's I, I don't no, think there's okay. anything stylistically wrong okay. with that that's sentence good. at all. There's no there's doubt, no doubt he that had he had doubts. doubts about Kyler. So 
it, I mean, clearly with the clause in the contract and everything. Sure. Now, how much how how much patience will Michael have? How many people are in his ear? Make a change here. Make a change there. Get rid of your coach. Get rid of your GM. Get, fire. Make Cliff give up the play calling duties. You know, there's probably people in his ear that are saying something. Hey, you've got Vance. He could be your head coach. So let's see what happens in this game Thursday against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. If they bounce back and they play well and they win the football game, they're three and four. They're not where they want to be, but that would be a really good sign. And that will kind of hold things off for a little while. Yeah. If they lose that game and this home winning streak now is at a full calendar year, yep. you might see the owner start running out of patience. Thursday is a crucial day. Thursday feels like a crossroads kind of moment, you know, like for the organization and in terms of what they're going to do. They lose on Thursday. Now, again, I want to make sure everybody listening understands this. I don't, I don't do the source thing. I don't do the reporting thing. I just kind of, you know, take a read of the situation and take my best stab and my guess, my best guess at things. My best guess is that if the Cardinals lose on Thursday, we should all be on high alert on Friday. Yeah. For some kind of news, some kind of something, some kind of franchise, potential franchise altering piece of news coming down because you'll be going into your mini buy. Any changes you'd want to implement, you'd at least have a little bit of time to do such a thing, right? And so I think that they lose. We all have to be in here on Friday, especially those of us who work here, like, okay, shields up, ready to go. Like, let's let's be ready for some news that could come down that might really drastically alter the the trajectory of this organization okay short of that you're right a win on thursday and the exact opposite things happen it it, everyone can stand down everybody can relax everybody can take it easy because because look here's there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of things I want to say about this and what Michael's got to do here. Okay, number one, the easiest decision is the one that you can't make. You can't make a decision about Kyler Murray. There's no decision to make. He's your quarterback. You're stuck. That, that's it. I mean, you You're gave stuck. him the extension. If Eric Burkhart got one over on you, then so be it. He got one over on you. There's nothing you can do about it now. You 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 had to give him an extension. You did. Well, you didn't have to, but you felt like you had to. You did. You felt like you had to. And there's no getting out of that now. None. Okay, so that's the Number one. Number two, the extensions you gave to Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury, as you have said many, many times, that's Michael money, that's not cap money. And if you change your mind and you decide you want to get rid of one or both of those guys, all, the only one that's costing is you. It's not going to cost you draft picks, it's not going to cost you cap space, there's no dead money, none of that. You're just going to have to eat some contracts and move on. I think... Michael, and this is just a guess. I don't know. Again, this is just a guess. I think I think Michael will wait until the last possible second before he has to do anything like that with either one of those guys because he just extended them. And can you imagine the look around the league or in the fan base? Hey, in January, you gave each of these guys five-year contract extensions. And in October, you're letting them both go? It happens. I know it does. It's but happened. But it wouldn't be unprecedented. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Because, it, it, mm-hmm. because then it speaks to you as the true leader of the organization. Oh, my goodness. What am I doing? What am I doing? What 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 am I doing? Giving guys extensions and then firing him ten to months the contrary, later. Contrary, if you don't do anything, there will be people that say you don't care. What do yes. you, you don't care. Yeah, you don't care enough about winning. Yep. 
Why are you not doing something? You're keeping guys because you don't want to have to buy them out. That's why the only reason you're keeping these guys is so that's what you're going to hear on the contrary. Yes. Is so like Michael's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't in some ways, right? Because if you don't do anything, you will have people sitting there. You don't like how much do you really care about winning if if this is happening? And if you if you do it, then it's admitting, okay, uh-huh. I really screwed up and I might have to take it on the chin. Look, I think nothing's going to happen now. Let's see what happens on Thursday. If they lose that football game and this offense is stuck in mud again, no matter who plays and who doesn't play, you know, you've got you're paying this quarterback all this money to make sure that you put points in the end zone no matter who's there. I don't care if it's Rondale Moore and Zach Ertz and AJ Green as your top 3 targets, you got to get in the ball in the end zone. Yep. <laughs> you got to get the ball in the end zone. Yeah, you do. You do. And again, I appreciate the self-awareness. I was happy to hear Cliff Kingsbury acknowledge, yeah, I should be on the hot seat. I should be. We all should be. We all should be coaching for our jobs this week. You should. I don't know if you actually are, but you should feel like you are because you probably should be coaching for your job this week. I, I, I think Cliff is, but what I don't know and what I really don't know, at this point, can you really let Steve hire another coach if you move on from Cliff? It feels like they're so joined at this point. Like they're so, you move the, the on one, you've got to move on the other. Yeah, the Wilkes hire for sure didn't work. And if the Cliff thing doesn't work, then you may not want him to hire. You may not trust him. Now, to the to the other point on Steve, some of those draft picks are starting to really hit now. Yes, they are. Okay? Zayvon Collins is really hitting. Like He's always taking a lot of crap for his draft picks. Um, look, the trade for Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Brown was really good. He was on a hell of a pace. Zayvon Collins... Is playing really good football. Zach Allen, Byron Zach Murphy. Zach Allen playing really good. Byron Murphy playing really good. Yesterday you got sacked by Majai Sanders and Cameron Thomas. Those guys are playing really good. No. So you may you may just look at it and say, look, I kind of trust you more with the roster than I do with hiring a coach. Well, <laughs> like I can't let you hire the next coach. And especially since, let's just be really painfully honest about this, we all know who the next coach is going to be. It's going to be Vance. Yep. We all know it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be Vance. There's, there's not, there's going to be a search, and I'm sure they would look not if, if they made some move. Not if it's interim. But well, no, not for an interim. No, if it's if they make a change in season, then it'd be Vance. And I, I mean, at this point, I'd be I'd be willing to bet that no matter what happens, the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals is Vance Joseph. Now, when that happens, I don't know. I agree. But I'd be willing to bet at this point, I'd probably go up to a mortgage payment, that the next coach, whenever that moment comes of the Cardinals, would be Vance Joseph. And maybe that in of itself allows Steve to continue to be the GM of the team because that's that you're not asking him to go outside and hire another coach. Steve right? brought in Vance. That was Steve. That's, that's what I mean. Steve did bring Vance yep. in. So you're kind of promoting from within, and that doesn't that kind of takes the heat off of, oh, you got to go out and find another coach, and you haven't been very good about that. Well, it, it, maybe that changes things if you promote from within. I don't know. These are all the thoughts that have gone through our and heads. I'm sure about also this. that Steve was the one that signed off on give Cliff an extension instead of waiting. I, oh, God, I hope so. I mean, listen, He's the general I, manager of the organization. Right, I hope so. Like you push me. Like if you if you were really pushing for this. So if you're Michael, you might look at that and go, okay, and I'm, I'm out 25 million bucks right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have you in charge of this. I think they're tied. At the hip. But I think if it's Vance, then that might 
Save Steve. If, if Yeah, because Steve brought Vance in. Yeah. That was Steve's guy. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on uh, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, uh, when we come back, Vance Joseph, the work of the defense yesterday, we just got done talking about him. It's the one bright spot from yesterday's game, and we'll talk about it next here on Arizona Sports. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? All right. We've been pressing hard on this Cardinals thing all day long, so let's let's kick back. Let's take that attitude of chill here for a minute. Let's tell you what's on tonight. The games we're going to watch this evening. Is, is game five, are they still planning on playing it? Yes, so I, I'm, I'm glad you asked. I'm looking at a tweet from John Heyman, and I just had it and I lost it, so let me pull it back up here, who tweeted out about 15 minutes ago, the best guess and hope is first pitch at 9.30 Eastern. Oh, my God. Which would be 6.30 our time. Nobody's going to work tomorrow in New York. Rain remains steady in the Bronx, but the folks in charge of the game see a window and have some hope. He tweeted that out about 40 minutes ago, and then about five minutes ago tweeted out, the best guess and hope is that first pitch would be 6.30 our time, which, uh, honestly, I don't I don't care if nobody goes to work in New York tomorrow. As long as they're working, as long as they're working the stock exchange, that gives me time to go home and watch the game yeah. beginning to end. So I've, yeah. this is the first... I like that, too, that the game hasn't started yet. The first winner... It's the benefit of living on the West Coast. I mean, it really is why the West is the best. You never have to worry about staying up that late to watch these games. Unless you're talking about Pac-12 after dark, in oh, which case you yeah, have to stay yeah, up yeah. till 1 in the right, morning. Right. Uh, first winner-take-all game at Yankee Stadium in a series. You know, that wasn't like a one-game wild card that was a series since 2012. It's been 10 years since there's been a winner-take-all game in New York for the Yankees. Well, trying to win it for the first time since 2009. They spent $325 million on Garrett Cole. He was great in those two games. But, you know, the Yankees are decimated with injuries. I mean, LeMahieu's not playing. Benintendi's not playing. Their bullpen has been just ravaged by injuries. And then Chapman doesn't even make the roster. I think he was going to make it anyway, but they didn't put him on when he failed to show up for a workout. But, you know, King is out. And it just Chad Green is out. They're just really, really beat up. So even if they get by Cleveland, I would imagine that Houston is a heavy favorite, especially with Houston having swept that series against Seattle. All right, also on tonight, two other things to let you know about. They're through two periods. The Coyotes are beating the Maple Leafs 2-0 right now. What? Going into the third. They don't yeah, want to win any they're games. They're, I know. They're, they're going to they're gonna have to win one every now and then just to make sure just the to, league yeah. knows they're not trying to trying really to throw it. Right. And then Monday Night Football tonight, there's the reason why the show's been off for the last half hour or so because the Broncos are beating the Chargers 10-0 and Mitch, we've just lost him. He has no interest in producing our show anymore. He's just in there in his own little world because his Broncos are They're beating winning. the Chargers. How about that? 10-0? Yeah, Russell Wilson has a touchdown pass and everything. No way. I'm serious. He's throwing a touchdown pass? He's actually throwing a touchdown pass in this game. Crazy, crazy days. Uh, that's all what's on tonight and then of course tomorrow I'm sure we'll circle back to a lot of Cardinals talk. Are so great. Those the Chargers, Chargers uniforms, uniforms they're the best. So great. They are the best. The yellow pants, powder the blue powder blues, yellow. the white helmets with the yellow face Man. mask. That is 
They're, I could wear that to an Elton John concert. They're so nice. They look so good. They look so good. Uh, tomorrow, I imagine, too, a lot of conversation about Cam Johnson. If you missed it today, yeah. he did not reach a contract extension by the deadline. But that's a conversation for tomorrow because tonight... Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's the Burns and Gambo two-minute warning. Final thoughts on yesterday's Cardinals game. I will start this two-minute warning. I've said it before, Gambo, and I will say it again. This offense can no longer count on DeAndre Hopkins making it better. They can no longer expect DeAndre Hopkins to make it better. They have to hope DeAndre Hopkins will make it better. They have to pray D-Hop will make it better. I have no idea how good they're going to be with DeAndre Hopkins. They should have never been this bad without him. And if you've gotten to the point where you're relying on one non-quarterback like that to save your season, even in the short term if it works, in the long term, what have you set yourself up for? That kind of over-reliance on one guy to defying you offensively is the kind of stuff that gets dudes fired. It's not enough. It's not going to be good enough. And while he might give him a spark, you cannot think that everything just gets fixed like that because DeAndre Hopkins is back. All right, I'm going to take a different uh, stand on this. We are starting the week with the Cardinals making a trade for a player, Robbie Anderson. Are we going to end the week talking about the Cardinals need to trade their players? Lose to New Orleans, and it's time to start talking about subtraction, not addition. Forget trading for Chubb or Brown or anyone else. It's going to be time to see if anybody wants J.J. Watt, Rodney Hudson, James Conner, Kelvin Beecham. At that point, you're going to want to see if anybody wants to be traded and if you could get some draft picks for them. That's my take. That's a good one, too, because if they do lose, i got to imagine J.J. Watt becomes a prime target for a team Absolutely. that's in contention. It's like when uh, Terrell Suggs left to go play for a winner his last year. That is going to do it for us here on Burns and Gambo. We are going to see you tomorrow straight up 2 o'clock right here on the Burns and Gambo Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great night, everyone.